Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We are hitting all kinds of topics, college baseball and basketball and football. We're going to talk NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and some NFL, all that and more. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome into another edition of the Sports Stove Podcast on this uh, beautiful Thursday evening. Uh, we had f- uh, floods, we had septic issues. It has been a day to forget until this very moment when the Sports Stove Podcast is here and live for all the world to see as well. Dad is back with me again tonight as well, and we have all kinds of things to talk about. Uh, Dad, let's start off with champions and recognize some winners, and that is the College Baseball World Series. Uh, unexpectedly, I would say at the very least, dominantly handling Vanderbilt, Mississippi State Bulldogs win the World Series. And, uh, I mean, shout out, congratulations to them. I didn't see that one coming. And uh, not to say that I know a lot about Mississippi State baseball, but congratulations to the Bulldogs. Yes, and it was it was surprising the way they won the last two. But it was like um, on our last podcast when you said that the College World Series shows a lot of what's good about college sports. And I think that was very true with this. I watched quite a bit of this one this time for different teams that were in it as we went along. And I think Mississippi State shows what was good. You know, as I watch the game and you watch the players, Mississippi State seemed like a bunch of young guys who loved playing baseball, who played as a team, and were excited to win for their city, for their school, um, for all their fans from there. And it, it was just good to watch. Vanderbilt, on the other hand, very good team. We talked about that, a very good coach. But to me, when I watched their language, it was an all-star team. 
And of course, mm. he has that every year. And most of the time, he's been able to get everyone to come together. I don't think he did this year. Um, more like an all-star team, people playing a little bit for themselves. And it showed on the execution. That was probably the most shocking stat. The whole College World Series, Mississippi State, no errors. And Vanderbilt, wow. 13. <laughs> and three in the last game. And that's kind of unusual for a Vanderbilt team. But uh, zero errors all the way through. And, again, I think that showed Mississippi State was hustling. Mississippi State was excited to play every game. And Coach Corbett had said that Vandy had to wake up and they didn't bring their best at the end. And I think that was true. Um, congratulations again to the SEC, Mississippi State. And um, it was really fun to watch. Yeah, in football, you always talk about the team with the least amount of turnovers is going to get the win. In baseball, if you uh, have 13 errors to zero, it's not going to turn out very good for the team with 13 errors. No doubt about that. Uh, let's move on to college basketball. A fair amount of stuff happened. Of course, the name, image, and likeness is now wide open uh, in most places, and uh, there are players jumping on that as fast as they can. And we're seeing it from all levels, all the different sports, women's, men's, um, the, the big money sports and, and the lower income sports as well. Uh, they, they are, they're full blast right now. Uh, most schools brought in someone to kind of to help the kids strategically and stuff like that as well. Already here in Lexington, uh, basketball players are, are all over it. Football players are trying to get money. Basketball players are now publicly making money after privately making money since their arrival in Lexington. Uh, but I, you know, I was looking at Kentucky basketball. They got the announcement today that, uh, Mintz is going to come back. Their point guard, starting point guard, leading scorer from last season, uh, is returning, which was expected here by most people, uh, considering his name was still on his locker, uh, as recently as two weeks ago. And uh, I was talking with uh, Brad Taylor, host of The Bottom Line with Brad Taylor, a local ESPN show here. And he asked me about Kentucky. And I told him, I said, you know, for this year, I, I am actually all in on the Kentucky hype. I usually kind of am slow to get on board, even though as a Kentucky fan, I'm usually a little slower to get on board. I got to see the product. I got to see how they're going to react, how they're going to play together, as it's usually a new cast of guys. And Coach Cal, I have been very vocal to say he's not a great coach. He's an incredible recruiter, and I think he's a good leader, but he's not the best X's and O's guy in basketball. And so I kind of got to see it happen before I really believe in Kentucky basketball. But this year is completely different. I am 100% all in on this Kentucky team. As I put out on Twitter, Coach Cal, don't screw this up. You've got the roster uh, in place to have an incredibly special team this year. They bring in three freshmen, two five-star guys, Ty Ty Washington and Damian Collins. They bring in a four-star Bryce Hopkins. Then they bring in four transfers, Georgia point guard, Severe Wheeler, Iowa shooting guard, CJ Frederick, who can shoot lights out and is a Kentucky kid. Uh, then you've got the West Virginia power forward, slash center and Oscar Shibway, um, who is just looks like an absolute beast. Uh, Kellen Grady comes over from Davidson point guard. Then they return Jacob Toppin, Dante Allen, Keon Brooks, and Lance Ware amongst others. This team is absolutely stacked and it should be 
a fun team to watch because they've got that mixture of veterans and uh, just a couple young guys on the team. Then the news came out today uh, that your boy from Illinois, Kofi Cockburn, has entered the transfer portal. He still has his name in the NBA draft, but now he's in the transfer portal, and everyone, and I mean everyone, is saying if he stays in college, he's going to Kentucky, uh, which would just be an absolute ridiculous amount of talent on one basketball team for one year. Dad, you watched a lot of Kofi Coughburn this last year. You were impressed by him. I didn't watch a lot of Illinois basketball until tournament time, and they they went out earlier than they should have. So uh, you you told me before we got on the show you think he's going pro no matter what, but uh, there's a lot of smoke around this Kentucky Kentucky thing for Cockburn. Well, the, the fact that two of the assistant coaches from Illinois have come to Kentucky, that would make sense. Um, but, I mean, to me, he's going to be a good pro. He's ready to turn pro more ready than some of the guys that have, I think, you know, again, give us the right team to work and develop. Um, as far as the transfer portal, you know, um, I think he's got to make a decision on the NBA in a few days. So it made sense. Go ahead and get in the transfer portal. Keep your options open. Illinois has had some guys leave. Illinois picked up some transfers. So uh, I think everybody's adjusting to this uh, transfer portal. Um, be interesting to see, you know, how long, um, how many years it keeps up, but it may be a great thing there. Uh, very interested to me looking at the Kentucky lineup today, Coach Cow, to me done a great job of adjusting because we don't know where this basketball thing with the high school kids are going to go. Um, you know, they're going to be able to almost be pros right away or maybe, maybe. So the idea that you're going to go one a full team of one and dones probably isn't real practical anymore. So uh, he's done a great job. Again, he's a great recruiter. It's a great place to play basketball. And it looks like he's been able to attract transfers just like he could attract top high school guys. Yeah, I'm looking right now, Kofi Cockburn in the CBS NBA mock draft is not in the first round. Um, So if you take that into account, if he's not getting a first-round grade right now, he can come to Kentucky and quite possibly be a top 10 or a lottery pick at the very least, Um, as many of the big guys that's come through. I mean, you look at guys, DeMarcus Cousins was the first year that Cal was in Kentucky. Other guys like Narlins Noel, Julius Randle, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein was drafted higher than than most people would realize as well. Um, guys, Ignis Cantor didn't even play for Cal, but was here at Kentucky. He got drafted in the lottery. So a big guy at Kentucky is going to get his, uh, you know, get his looks from the NBA. It definitely boosts his draft stock. And, uh, I mean, these guys that are out there saying, Hey, watch for, for Kofi to Kentucky. Um, these are the guys that know things. And, uh, so that's, that's interesting. No doubt about it. And, uh, it could be a huge, huge, uh, boost for Kentucky because the one area where they're kind of, uh, not deep at is, is the big guys. Oscar Shibway, there, Lance Ware, Keon Brooks can play the four, um, as well, but there is, uh, Jacob Toppin can play the four too, but, uh, it's going to be a, uh, big blue madness for sure because either way, because Kentucky's stacked, but if you had Kofi Cockburn to the team, um, you would think they would be too talented for Cal to mess it up, but 
We have thought that in the past as well. Then college football, Reggie Bush uh, comes out, the name, image, and likeness stuff going on, and he says, I want my Heisman back. I want all my records back on the books as well. Um, I mean, listen, when he was there, it was against the rules what he did. I think it's stupid that they took his Heisman. I think it's stupid they took his numbers out of the record books. as He did nothing to cheat on the field, uh, yet it's the rules there. What are your thoughts on the Reggie Bush situation and others like it? Well, I, I think I agree with you. You know, it was against the rules. I don't think it was interesting. I didn't think about this coming up when we talked about the image likeness thing, but it was funny. The guys that all of a sudden spoke up, you know, Manziel, different ones that, wow, I would have made all kinds of money. You know, um, you wonder if they really shouldn't have said I would have made more money, but anyhow, uh, from there. And, um, you know, it's funny that everybody's jumping on you. Ideally, well, they're happy for these guys, but, um, you know, our society today, everybody wants to get all they can for themselves, and uh, we will see. Hopefully, this isn't a bad thing for college. You know, the more I thought about it after we talked uh, last time was, um, you know, some of the minor sports, I think that's probably really good. Um, you know, people that in there go on into their profession, you know, gymnastics, different things like that, um, the ladies' sports, that may be a real help from their um, you know, some of the guys, it, it'll be just be interesting to see where it goes. I think it'll be a local thing. I think, you know, um, even golfers, tennis players can be a big thing locally where you and I wouldn't know much about them, but, uh, you know, the city would, and, um, you know, there may be good opportunities there. Well, the point has been made in our, uh, belly up chats that we've had, you got these college athletes, especially the attractive girls, that they've already got hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram or social media. That's where they're going to make money. The people who already have the following, they're going to be able to to make money very easily off of this. And uh, and so it's it is it's going to be helpful. And I said it too. For the individuals, it's great. Uh, very few of them are going to get national recognition. Uh, Nike and Adidas and those kinds of things. Several of them are going to get local things that's going to help out, uh, them. And I, my fear is it hurts college basketball. I think it hurts college football. Um, I think it's going to hurt the product because the focus is now going to be on the player. How do I make money on the recruiting staff? How do we help them make money? And it's going to take away from the focus of playing. And uh, you're going to see the coaches who can truly live off of their winning abilities and what they can do versus the coaches who are just trying to land the big stars, um, uh, a.k.a. LSU basketball, Arizona basketball, um, those kinds of people as well. Uh, Bruce Pearl, this is going to be his downfall. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be good. Not going to be good for Bruce Pearl. He'll use it to his advantage, of course, for a while. But uh, I have I have a bad feeling that we're going to get some Bruce Pearl news in a couple of years, having related to the mishandling of name, image, and likeness funds. Uh, that is college sports. It's fun to talk college sports, and we got a lot more of it coming up uh, uh, in the, the episodes to come. Moving on to the NBA, Phoenix Suns punch their ticket to the NBA Finals. Chris Paul finally gets there after getting close in the past uh, finally getting there next week, a week from today. Uh, we'll have Parker Ainsworth on with us. 
Parker uh, covers the Houston Rockets, and uh, he is a defender of Chris Paul to some degree, but especially of his time in Houston. And so we'll have him on to talk a little bit more about this. The Suns, it's been a while since they've been to the NBA Finals, and uh, they seem primed to be the favorite in the Finals no matter who they play, whether it's the Bucks or the Hawks. And the Bucks and the Hawks go into Game 5, Giannis out for game five. They had no uh, ligament damage to his knee. It was a scary and ugly-looking injury that he had. But um, nonetheless, Atlanta was able to tie up the series in the last game. They come into game five now. And uh, without Giannis, Milwaukee will be shorthanded. Atlanta's shorthanded as well. So it's going to be interesting to see where it comes through. Uh, Dad, I know you're not a huge NBA guy, but any thoughts on these uh, NBA playoffs or finals? Well, I think it's exciting. And to me, it's great to see new teams in there. I think Phoenix uh, is good, you know, rather than, um, you know, the L.A. teams or people that have been there a lot. Um, again, you know, I, I'd be for Milwaukee um, a little bit there for sure. Um, be be very good for them to be in it again. But Atlanta, again, it's going to be two teams that aren't normally in it. Um, and I, I think that's that's good. I think it'll be good. For people having interest in the NBA, it's probably not what the NBA wanted for promotion necessarily. You know, and that's interesting because unless it's my team that's in it every year, I like seeing different teams in the finals, in the Super Bowl, in the World Series. I don't like it when it's the same people over and over and over again, again, with the exception of if it's my team. But, you know, I didn't want to watch L.A. and Brooklyn. Honestly, I wasn't interested in that series. I do want to watch Phoenix and Milwaukee or even Phoenix and Atlanta. And uh, so I think it's a, um, I, for the legit basketball fan, I think it's going to be great. But you're right. The ratings are, will probably not be what they could have been when you're talking about guys like KD, Harden, Kyrie in Brooklyn, LeBron, Anthony Davis in LA. But I think the Chris Paul story, I think what Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton bring is going to bring in some people as well. And uh, we'll see who they play in the NBA Finals. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Real quick, Dad, I want to give everybody a word from Yeti Coolers. Yeti, uh, July 4th is right around the corner, and Yeti has everything you need to gear up for the holiday weekend and all weekends that follow. The Roadie 24 Hard Cooler to store drinks and food. The Rambler 12-ounce Colster Can Insulator to keep your drink cold. And the Crossroads 22-inch luggage for your travel are just some of the great products. And right now, Yeti is having an Independence Day sale. Uh, you get select apparel for 25% off. That's right, 25% off uh, all uh, for your Yeti apparel. This is a rare promotion for Yeti, so now's the time to take care of it. It's, it's uh, here throughout the weekend, 4th of July weekend, so make sure you use the link in the YouTube description or the uh, the notes, the podcast notes, or in the comment sections. It should be there in the comment sections of both YouTube and Facebook tonight as well. Uh, and we sure appreciate Yeti and their partnership with us. All right, Dad, let's go to the NHL. Hockey uh, is in the Stanley Cup Finals right now. Tampa Bay leads two games to zero, but they're making the shift to Canada. Montreal now gets two home games and a chance to tie the series here as well. I want to start with your thoughts on the Canadians down 0-2 uh, and the Lightning up 2-0. Uh, 
uh, here in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Well, I think the Lightning are, are playing really well now. Like I said, I think last time I would think it'd be the Lightning in five five games, and uh, I think it will. Now we've talked about, and I know we're probably going to talk a little more about the change going up to Canada. As I've thought about that, I mean, Tampa's a professional team, so I and they've known about this for a while. So I would like to think they've had somebody already up there for the games in Canada do a good job of scouting this out, knowing where even more unique things are going to come up. And they should be as prepared mentally. They should be as prepared as you can be for something like that. And, um, you know, if they can stay away from, you know, funny business, then once they hit the ice, it's, it, you know, it's hockey. And uh, right now, Tampa's playing good hockey. Well, they're going to have to stay away from funny business. They're not allowed to do funny business. I'm going all in on this Canadian conspiracy. The Canadian government will find a way to impact this series while they're in Canada. Tampa Bay is going to lose a couple players due to COVID protocols or uh, you know, the whole fire alarm going off in the middle of the night so they can't sleep or the food poisoning or whatever it is. I need some drama in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. And so I'm calling on the Canadian government to give it to us here. And I reached out to my Canadian correspondent, Rod Peterson, host of the Rod Peterson Show up in Canada, and asked him if he's heard any reports of some uh, of the government getting involved. No, uh, no reports just yet. So we'll wait and see if something pops up. But you heard it here first. We told you a couple of weeks ago when Rod Peterson was on the show, something's going to happen in Canada to help the Canadians. And uh, it, it's it's got to come. If it doesn't come, we might be looking at a sweep. We might be looking at 4-0 Lightning or a five-game series for one Lightning. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team Team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. But uh, I just, I have to believe that there's going to be some drama uh, up in Canada uh, there. Uh Trade came down in the NHL. Most people may not care, uh, but Arvidsson, Arvey from Nashville goes to LA for a second round pick this year and a third round pick next year. Um, Nashville does a great job of really adopting these players when they're on the team. And Arvidsson was one of those guys that the fans absolutely loved in Nashville. Um, so I, I think I know the reason for this trade, but I want to get your thoughts on it first. Um, with Arvidsson getting moved? Well, I've tried to keep up a lot with the Predators because obviously the big thing is the expansion draft coming up. 
You can only protect so many players. And uh, I've seen Arvidsson's name be one of those um, that was going to have to really be on the bubble. And I obviously, if there's players that you're going to lose, um, then, you know, to make a, make a trade, the draft picks they got, it was a good deal. Uh, they're going to have three picks in the top 50 this year. And um, they do a good job drafting. And while it doesn't always affect you in the, for one or two years, makes a big difference down the line. He, you know, he was a great guy. He was a fan favorite. I remember when they signed him to a long contract, uh, one, they thought it was really good for the Predators because they got a good deal financially for that many years. But the question was, okay, he scored 30 goals. Can he score 30 goals a year for seven years? Well, he, he did for two years, but he didn't, you know, last year. He's a great player, uh, a great guy. But, again, the Predators have a lot of young talent. They had a great year this year with the young talent. Um, they even had um, Ellie Tovon played up on the Jofa line, um, which obviously is not named that without Arvison, but um, he, they played on the first line some. So I, I think they'll survive. And I think Predator fans have gotten used <clears throat> to losing people that, you know, wow, that person can't go. No, and usually to me, David Poyle looks pretty good in the long run. There's been a few guys that's gone to other teams and had really good careers, but um, a lot of them, you know, have been good, but but haven't haven't been great. And I think he's looked pretty good on most of those moves. Yeah, and you mentioned that the uh, expansion draft, which for me, being an off season nerd, I love the off season stuff, the trades and the drafts and those kinds of things. Expansion draft to me is a really fun fun time. And Vegas, they may have set the mold for. Uh, the expansion draft by trading actually as much as they're drafting people. But, uh, yeah, this is where you're going to see in the NHL here in the next couple weeks or leading up to, I guess, the expansion draft is teams that, you know, they're not going to protect this person. They don't want to lose them for nothing. So they're going to look to see if they can make a trade and get something in return for them as well and kind of make sure that the guys that they want to keep are going to stay on the team. Uh, also, we'll, we'll probably talk more expansion draft as we get a little bit closer, but it is approaching rather quickly there uh, in the NHL as well. All right, Dad, let's get to the NFL now. I want to start off with the comments by Devontae Adams this week talking about how it would be fun to and would love to reunite with his college football quarterback in Derek Carr. Um you know, a lot of people want to make a lot out of this because, of course, Adams is up for an extension this year. If he doesn't sign the extension, he could walk in free agency next year. A lot of people have said he's going to go wherever Aaron Rodgers is. But he brings up the thought about Derek Carr and the Raiders. Or is he tipping the hand that the Packers are going to trade Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders and Derek Carr's coming to Green Bay? Any thoughts on Devontae Adams' comments this week? Well, I mean, we've talked several times. If if they're going to trade Rodgers, um, to me, Vegas would make some um, sense, and that's because I knew Carr, you know, had played with uh, Devontae Adams. But, again, I don't think the Packers are going to trade Rodgers. And uh, everything I read today was the Packers have been very outspoken that Devontae Adams is going to be the highest-paid wide receiver. They're going to give him what they want, no matter who the quarterback is. 
They want him long-term. And they, they did that with Bakhtiari, who became the highest paid tackle. Um, I think we will hear uh, Adams resigns. I don't think there's a lot to those comments. Um, I assume they were somewhat in context. But, yeah, it would be a dream to play with your college quarterback again. But I, I don't know that there's too much more um, to that. I think the biggest thing with Devonta Adams would be if Rodgers doesn't sign, then, you know, what does he do? But I think that'll have a lot to do with this year. But I think the Packers are going to try to get him signed up. And it sounds like it could happen fairly quickly. Yeah, Devonta Adams has been toying with people now for quite some time. Uh, you know, he's posting stuff on Twitter here and there. You know, you never know what the future holds and those kinds of things. Uh, and he's been doing that now for a couple months. And I think he's just enjoying it. He's enjoying the, uh, the playing with people, the toying with people and things like that as well. I have said it and I've said it very, very bluntly. Aaron Rodgers will be in Green Bay this year. And I believe he signs an extension. It'll be in Green Bay for several more years as well. Most people. Don't believe me. They think I'm just wishful thinking. Um, but I've told everyone, you listen, if you listen to the right people, um, us, and then, and then also guys like John Kuhn, James Jones, uh, these guys are all saying the same stuff. They're saying it only makes sense for Rodgers to be in Green Bay. That's where they want him to be. And that's where they think he will be. And if James Jones says it, I believe it. If John Kuhn says it, I believe it. If AJ Hawk says it, I believe it. Why? Because they're all friends with Aaron Rodgers. And even though maybe they don't point blank ask him, what are you doing? They have a read on what's going on. And the national media, they're looking for clicks. Whereas the uh, Packer media or the those close to Rodgers, they're just looking for facts. So I think it'll all work itself out. And I think it'll work itself out pretty soon. You're right, Adams. He should get signed here quickly. Um, get that locked in. And that might help with the Rodgers situation too, kind of continuing to clear the air, air a little bit and having his guys locked up long-term would definitely be a good thing uh, there as well. Speaking of quarterbacks, Dad, the old phrase goes, you can't judge a draft for at least three years. And then you get an opportunity to kind of see where things are, how the players turned out, those sorts of things as well. And uh, so I was thinking this week and heard uh, some other uh, uh, conversations around some different quarterbacks. So I looked back at the 2018 draft and specifically at the quarterbacks that were in that draft. And uh, so I thought today we would talk about those quarterbacks, kind of what order we would place them in now if you were redrafting in 2018. The quarterbacks were Baker Mayfield. Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and we'll throw in Mason Rudolph as well as he's got some playing time in Pittsburgh uh, there. Baker Mayfield went number one overall to the Browns. I think if they redrafted, I don't think they go Baker Mayfield, but maybe they do. Um, where do you go first overall with those quarterbacks? Uh, Josh Allen. I think he has great potential. I think he's done well. I think as far as having a long career, um, you know, I don't know that we would have thought a year or two, you know, it might take a little longer for him to develop, but I think he's developed. And I think when you look at all those guys, that would be the safest pick. That's who I'd pick. So you go safety over potential. Um, yes, yes. I mean, all these guys have good potential, but I think Josh Allen 
is is has you know it looks like he'll be the better better quarterback with his career. You know, I was thinking about this because the three quarterbacks I was thinking about at, at one, what I would include Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen. And I like Josh Allen a lot. I'm a, I'm a fan of his. I enjoy his game, but he has improved drastically. I mean, last year he was far better than he was the year previous. And so that's important to see. Had he gone to Cleveland, he probably wouldn't have progressed the way he did in Buffalo, but that's not the, that's not the, what we're doing right now. Um, Josh Allen's an interesting one at number one. I think I go Lamar Jackson number one, um, over Josh Allen. I, I probably like Josh Allen a little bit more just because he's a more of your traditional quarterback, but Lamar Jackson's talent, he can throw the ball. My goodness, he can throw the ball and is his electric athletic ability. As well, I think I think I go Lamar Jackson one. Um, then I'm I'm looking at at Mayfield and Allen. Uh, who's your number two? Um, Lamar Jackson, and it was very close decision um, from there. But again, I'd have I definitely take Lamar Jackson second. I think at this point I would take Allen second over Mayfield. Um, Man, I, there are things about Mayfield I really like. I like his leadership. I like his ability to have guys get excited to play with them and, and what he can do, um, in the locker room and those sorts of things. Allen's just God given talent is better than Baker Mayfield's. And so for that reason, I go Josh Allen, but you know, I was a guy that wasn't big on Mayfield and uh, he's growing on me a little bit <laughs> as it is right now in Cleveland. So do you go Mayfield third? Yes, yeah, Baker Mayfield would be third. I just, um, I, again, I think you're right. His strong points is leadership, rallying his teammates. As far as quarterback ability, I think the other two guys are ahead of him, and I think he's still got to prove a little bit that he's a quarterback that could, you know, take any team, lead any team, um, from there, but he's a great fit in Cleveland. He's a great fit for a lot of ways. And all three, you're right. Baker Mayfield's done a lot better than I thought he would. Um, and a lot quicker, but I think I pick Baker Mayfield third. Now I'm not talking just talent. Okay. So I'm not comparing talents here, but Mayfield has a lot of Brett Favre in him. That personality, the way that he plays, the way that he leads, the way that he is just everything that he is. Reminds me a lot of what Brett Favre was, especially in the younger years of Brett Favre as well. Um, you know, even when he was winning still, uh, in Green Bay, but not, not in necessarily his drunken Atlanta days, but in his, his winning early days in Green Bay. That's what Baker Mayfield kind of reminds me of. And that is something the fans definitely get behind and, uh, can support even in, in, in some down years to some degree. Um, I think Baker Mayfield is a guy. I'm looking for a big step out of him this next year. We talked about the Browns and the AFC North last episode. Um, got a little bit of flack for my take on the Steelers being last in the division, uh, from a listener. But, um, but as I told him, Hey, I'm right. And we'll see it here this season. Uh, Baker Mayfield should be first in the division this year. And uh, I think we, we need to see him continue to improve and get better. Uh, in Cleveland as well. All right, so that leaves us with uh, Rosen, Darnold, and Rudolph uh, at number four. I got to think we're agreeing on this, but who do you got at number four? Uh, Darnold. 
Yeah, yes. I, I, he, he's still got potential, and he could do really well um, now. So we'll see. Yeah, Darnold very well could jump up above some of these other guys, or maybe all these other guys. I think Darnold is incredibly talented, and I think now he's in the right spot. I like where he's at in Carolina. Um, I did not think that they should have drafted a quarterback. They did not. Um, they got Christian McCaffrey. They got some talented receivers. Um, they've got a good coaching staff that is offensive-minded and has had success on offense. I think Sam Darnold's in a great spot, and he might be um, show his legit talent this year that we haven't got to see fully with the Jets and the mess that was there. Um, so that brings us to the interesting number five and number six, Josh Rosen, who has not yet made it in the NFL. He was drafted by Arizona. Then the next year they took Kyler Murray. He went to Miami. Uh, he went to Tampa. And uh, so now it's interesting to see kind of what, what happens with Josh Rosen. Mason Rudolph has been a backup in Pittsburgh. His fame came when Miles Garrett hit him in the head with his own helmet uh, in a game as well. So Josh Rosen or Mason Rudolph? Uh, Josh Rosen. I mean, okay, I think tell me he's, why. Still, he's still got some, I mean, I don't know that I would draft any of these last two at all in the first round, maybe not in the first two days. Um, but I, Rosen maybe still has potential and we will see how that goes. Um, Mason Rudolph, you know, I, I, I'm not sure why we're talking about him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Rudolph, um, it's right now we're talking about the unknown versus the known. We've seen enough of Mason Rudolph to know, you know, I'm not giving him the keys to the car. Uh, Josh Rosen, on the other hand, we've not yet seen him in a good situation. His one year in Arizona, they had the worst offensive line in the NFL and it did not go well. Um, he did not have the athletic ability that Kyler Murray had to be able to escape from things. I think. Josh Rosen has the ability to be a quarterback in the NFL, a starting quarterback in the NFL. But as with any quarterback, he needs to be in the right fit. And at this point, he hasn't been in the right fit. I'd like to see Rosen go to one of these other leagues, the USFL, the XFL, the CFL. I'd like to see him get out and play and see what he's got and then come back to the NFL also. I think that could be what's best for him. Because honestly, if you're sitting number two, Unless they have a plan for you to be the starter, it's going to be really hard for you to become the starter. And uh, so you got to get out and play somewhere. So I'd like to see Josh Rosen go somewhere and uh, and get some reps there. Mason Rudolph, he had an okay college career, but it's, you know, yeah, he's not going in the first round anymore. He's not going in the second round. Mason Rudolph is maybe a fourth or fifth round quarterback. Josh Rosen is probably between a third to fifth round quarterback as well. Uh, from there, but those other guys, I'm still taking first round. Honestly, even Darnold, uh, I would still take him first round uh, to do it all over again uh, with that. Of those guys there, Jackson, Allen, Mayfield, and Darnold, who do you think is in the best situation right now? Um, I mean, I think Josh Allen is. I think that they're you know they look so good last year. Uh, they've got good coaching. They're in a, you know, they're they're in a division where people could challenge them some, but I I think they're poised to have another good year, and I think he's got you know good people around him. He's got a receiver that he has good chemistry with that's really good, and um, you know I I think Josh Allen is, but again I think Jackson and Mayfield they all have talent um around them 
Baker Mayfield has lots of talent, you know, around him, and it's a good situation. Also, Darnold, it'll be interesting again. You know, you got Christian McCaffrey, you got people there, so um, I think he has good potential. Um, but I mean, I you look at it right now, Allen should have a good year, and their team should do really well. Yeah, I put Baker Mayfield in the best situation right now just because of the talent that's around him. Uh, I think the coaching staff is good there in Cleveland, and I think their division is down this year. And so I think he's in the best situation, the best opportunity to win. Uh, Josh Allen, again, I like his team. The coaching staff seems to be doing well uh, there. Brian Dayball, his offensive coordinator, uh, has been good for him. And again, you know, Stephon Diggs, they've got talent there. But to me... You look at Cleveland's roster, you look at their running backs, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. You look at their receivers. Odell hasn't been great recently, but Odell and Landry, you've got um, Hooper there at tight end. You've got a good offensive line. To me, it's just an ideal situation there in Cleveland. But that window will close quickly, and they need to make sure they get through that window while it's open. And I think this is a year that they have a very, very good chance uh, to make it through the AFC there, but a lot of it depends on the quarterback, and that is the 2008 quarterback redraft in the NFL. Dad, we are in July. We are uh, in the final month without the NFL. NFL will start next month. Um, we have lots of football to talk about in the coming episodes uh, here very soon. Uh, we've got college football to talk about. We've got NFL football to talk about. Um, and uh, so we're going to be working on getting some guests in uh, to help us with that, to have those conversations. We're going to be working on trying to get some coaches in and to talk with us as well. And so looking forward to what is ahead for the Sports Stove podcast. You can catch us live every Tuesday and Thursday, 8 o'clock, right uh, here, wherever you're watching us tonight, YouTube. Uh, then occasionally we stream to Facebook. We are tonight and to Twitter. We're not on Twitter tonight, but uh, occasionally we're there as well. We're, we're always live on YouTube, eight o'clock Tuesdays and Thursdays. And, uh, and stay tuned because we are working on guests. We're working on getting our football preview together, all those sorts of things coming up here in the very near future. Make sure you go to the YouTube description, the podcast notes and uh, click on the links for Yeti and Skull Candy. Uh, we didn't talk much about Skull Candy today, but, uh, you get their earbuds, headphones. I'm wearing my Skull Candy headphones uh, tonight. Absolutely love them. And uh, so make sure you click on those links and uh, get the great gear and things that are available for you there from Yeti and Skull Candy. Visit bellyupsports.com for other podcasts, articles, and other things that are there. Dad, any closing words tonight? Um, like I said, a lot to talk about. Sports is picking up here with the playoffs. Um, you know, the baseball was fun to watch. Of course, we've got the all-star game coming up for long and, um, you know, major league baseball seems like they're having a good year, but like you said, football's right around the corner and, um, you know, that would be exciting there. But like I said, the NHL draft, um, <clears throat> what the NBA draft coming up and, um, you know, uh, people continuing to move into Kentucky. So we, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see. And we the Olympics. See how, how that happens. So Yeah, and the Olympics coming up at the end of July also. Mm -hmm. So we'll have some stuff on that also uh, from there. Wonderful. All right. Uh, well, 
Uh, Dad, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, I'll make a quick trip up to see Dad tomorrow. But uh, uh, nonetheless, we'll see everybody else on Tuesday. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Sports Stove, on Instagram, the Sports Stove Pod, and anywhere else you get your podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, and share if you please would. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.